Welcome to Married by Design. Do you find yourself consumed with things that you're going through and the challenges that you're facing? Do you see this as a time to try to maintain and protect rather than thrive and impact others? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to Married by Design. We've begun to really dig in on this issue of how to deal with 2021 now. We are utterly convinced that the husband and wife relationship can be the basis of working through the issues that we face together and help you to actually thrive during this challenging time. We looked at the power of us, the importance of what we set our minds on, and the issues that many people are struggling with, such as fear and discouragement. Each of these areas were looked at because they are the basis of getting on solid footing in your own life and your own faith. We've already explored to some extent the foundation of truth and its application in the areas of faith and hope. These aspects of Christian existence can provide a basis for living and thriving even in a struggling world. The practice of meditation allows the Christian to move past the distractions and discouragement of the present world and rise above the anger and lovelessness around him. All of these aspects of the Christian life are resources that are needed in order for the Christian to choose to truly love others. It is this paradigm shift in the thinking of a believer regarding love that allows him to begin to impact others with a genuine, consistent, and sacrificial love. Yeah, the the Apostle Paul talks about three significant elements in the Christian life. He talks about faith, hope, and love. We've already looked at the idea of faith being the antidote to fear. We then looked at hope as the antidote to spiritual discouragement and depression. Now we will look at the idea of love as being the antidote to self-focus in the midst of all that we're going through. This is very significant. We have our own concerns, our own struggles and issues that we face, and you can be absorbed with yourself, your own thoughts, your own struggles, your own desires, and they can dominate your attention to the exclusion of others. And that frame of mind is not going to help you excel during this time. It is true that in the midst of all these challenges, we have the tendency to focus on ourselves, but God calls us to love. Robert Browning once wrote, Without love, our earth is a tomb. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13 that without love, we are nothing. Love is the foundation and crown of a fulfilling life, even during COVID. This is true for all people and involves at least two aspects. First, our lives find meaning and joy as we are loved by others. That sense of connectedness and being cherished is part of the foundation of having a healthy heart and mind. Sadly, many people are not connected and are are missing out on this sense of experiencing true love. From hatred and violence in our society to the lack of real intimacy in a committed marriage relationship, most individuals have settled for a second-rate relationship based on emotions and desires. This is a far cry from God's intent for true and satisfying intimacy in our relationships with others. God's desire is for every person to not only be loved by others, but
but to enjoy His love for them. The realization of God's eternal, refreshing, and reassuring love sets the heart right and is the only complete satisfaction for the soul. That's very true. There is, however, a second aspect to this idea of love. It's not just important that we are the recipients of genuine love. Love is something to be given and not just received. In order to find his true purpose in life and make a difference in this crisis, the Christian must choose to love others. I say choose because it is an act of the will to sacrificially care for others that are at times unlovely and part of a fallen world. In my use of the term love, I'm not suggesting a manufactured emotion, but an action. This sacrificial, caring response to others is how Paul defines love in 1 Corinthians 13. It is this kind of love that is needed in this broken and hurting world today. And as we talk about love, I think it's important to emphasize three aspects of love. We'll look at these more as we discuss this. The first aspect is sacrifice. To love somebody means to sacrifice for them. To be willing to put them first and their needs first over and above our own. This is very helpful in the present situation to move beyond ourselves and to be willing to be put in an uncomfortable situation and to give up our own desires. The second aspect involves the way that we respond to and treat others. 1 Corinthians 13 is the model of how love is to be played out in the way that we react and respond to others. And the third aspect of love to be considered is that of actually meeting the needs of others. Love is not merely a response to others, but seeks to know the needs of others and meet those needs. I think the more that we can fully understand and embrace these aspects of love, the better off we will be in the midst of coronavirus and all the things that we're facing. And not only that we'll be better off, but others will be better off as we love them. So let's jump in and look at the first aspect of sacrifice this week. We'll look at the other two next time. This idea of sacrifice is so significant because we all get into our comfort zone. We're willing to do certain things and there are things we are not willing to do. We tend to get self-absorbed and to be driven by our own desires and needs. The hardest thing can be to set aside our own self and begin to look outside ourselves and look for ways to sacrificially love others. And this notion of love does not start with ourselves, but with God. God is the ultimate example of genuine love and sacrifice and sets a standard for the Christian to follow. God not only wants to be loved, but in his character, he is love. And he is consistently loving us. This love that God has for us is intensely expressive and sacrificial in nature. We just celebrated Christmas. I'm taken back by the description in Philippians 2 of the loving sacrifice that the Son made in becoming a man. He emptied himself. He took the form of a bondservant. Amazing. He came in the likeness of men. This is an incredible sense of sacrifice. It's the God of all glory who dwells in unapproachable light, taking on the form of a man. He looked in the flesh as any other man looked. It's hard to even understand all that the Son gave up to become one of us. But the sacrifice doesn't stop there. In Ephesians 2, 4, Paul writes, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has loved us, 
even when we are dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. God's love for men is rich and great and was demonstrated in the sacrifice of his Son. Jesus Christ, the one who created all life, was willing to die a human death on the cross to bear our sins. Note also that it was at a time when we were enemies and were dead in our sins. Man had such a great need, and out of God's great love and compassion, he responded to that need. In Romans 5.8, Paul writes, But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This expansive, enveloping love that God has for man is a love that both meets our ultimate need to be loved and is a standard of how we are to care for others. This example should penetrate the heart of the Christian and challenge him to take up the call to sacrificially love others. This is what our world needs. Christians who are grounded in His love and word need to understand the impact that they can have as they genuinely, sacrificially love others. This love is a powerful force to penetrate through the deception and the hypocrisy of the day to get to the deepest part of the heart. This love is refreshing water to the dry and weary, unloved soul. Many around us are looking and longing for real love. Sadly, Christians often fail to rise to the call to love others. Even though the Christian experiences the love of God and knows he is called to show that love to others, he is often resistant. We can experience the love and compassion from God, but fail to care for others out of the overflow of that love. Jonah is an example of one who refused to obey that call. Jonah was a man called by God to go and preach the truth to an unlovely people that needed compassion and reconciliation to God. God called Jonah to go to Nineveh to reach the lost, but Jonah refused and ran away. Even on the ship on which he traveled, he was unconcerned with the others when they were in great peril. That's Jonah 1. Jonah relented from his disobedience, but his heart was not changed. He was still more concerned about his own comfort and desires than about the Ninevites who were facing God's judgment. The Ninevites repented of their sin in Jonah 3, but the Lord still had to deal with Jonah's selfish heart. Chapter 4 puts on display the lack of love and compassion that Jonah had and the rebuke the Lord gave him. That book of Jonah is so significant and impactful to our hearts, or it should be, to help us to see how we are like Jonah, self-absorbed and self-focused. The Lord never wants to leave the believer in a self-absorbed, indifferent state that lacks a concern for others. Jonah was more concerned about being comfortable in the shade from the sun in chapter 4 than about the people around him. The Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? Jonah's self-absorption and indifference to the needs of others strangled the love and concern he should have had for them. That's right, and Jonah is not alone in his failure to live out this sacrificial love. It has been rare in the lives of those who claim to be followers of the Lord. Love should be the fragrance of the fellowship of believers. Those outside the church should be amazed and drawn to the expression of love between believers. 
Jesus said, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's John thirteen thirty five. It was to be the mark of a true follower of Christ, but it does not seem so. So often in the church there is conflict and divisions. It is telling even in the first century church how often Paul writes about the need to practice charity and patience and to call believers to unity. This lack of love has not really changed. And we are still so far from the standard that the Lord has called us to. So often we resemble Jonah more than Christ in the way that we interact with others that we are to take care for of and love. The selfless, sacrificial care seems to be more rare than it should be in our daily lives. And so we pass by those around us that need God's love and care. The Apostle John chastised the first century Christians when he wrote, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, and yet closes his heart to him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. That's 1 John three sixteen to 18 There is a power and impact in love and sacrifice. I think that the greatest generation is described that way because it was a whole generation of people who sacrificed so much up to and including their very lives for something bigger than themselves. They are seen by those that followed as a noble generation and an example to be followed. It is powerful even today to see the first responders and healthcare workers that are willing to put their very lives on the line for others. That is likewise a noble work and an example that we should be following. Sacrifice. How are you sacrificing for those around you? Love is not an emotion. It is action. Are you willing to sacrifice yourself in practical ways for others? Do you even know or are aware of the needs of others uh, that you can sacrifice for? We're going to apply this first concept of sacrifice in love to relationships. Are you sacrificing your desires, your time, your priorities for your spouse? Do you look out for their interests and respond to their needs, even if it's inconvenient and something that you don't want to do? Is your focus on helping your spouse and serving them? What a fantastic marriage you would have if both of you lived by this sacrificial love. And it starts with you. And what about your family? Do you as a couple sacrifice your time and energy to respond to the needs of your children? Do you, do you tend to focus more on the things you're going through or look at the things that your children are struggling with and how to help them? And what about your parents and in-laws? Are, they, are you helping them even though it may mean a sacrifice for the two of you? Are, are they in a place where they need your help but it's inconvenient for you? What about people outside your family that you know that have certain needs? They may have spiritual needs or emotional needs or even physical or financial needs. What do you need to sacrifice in order to meet those needs and love them? So here's your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss with your spouse this concept of love and sacrifice. Talk about one person or family that has a great need right now that you can respond to. Recognize that it takes a personal sacrifice of time, money, money, or energy. 
Commit to respond to that need in love this week. Get off the bench and into the game that God is calling us to be in. You'll be amazed that how that will give you a sense of new perspective energy. Let let me pray for us. Father, I pray, God, for each of us as we understand this concept of love and sacrifice, how much you have done for us amazingly. And Father, how we've benefited from that sacrificial love. And Father, I pray that you would help us to see around us, to be aware. Sometimes we're oblivious because we don't want to see the needs of others. Open our eyes to those needs and be willing to step out in faith and get off the bench and and care for someone else and love them in a sacrificial way. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll again look at this concept of love and practice as we look at the way that we respond to and handle people, as well as the idea of responding to specific needs. I hope this is, this is encouraging you to look outside of your own life and your own bubble to the needs of those around you. We'll look at that next week on Married by Design. 